What's poppin' fam? Welcome to Don't Touch My Mindset, a podcast that is designed to uplift, inspire, and motivate you, and most importantly, share tools to help you protect that mindset. pivotal moments of of the season yo and and we actually had this conversation in 2020 i just it was so good i was like yo this is coming out season four but we got to end it with this one such a good conversation tune in we're out on the west coast like did a lot of work out of there this this season but i want you guys to know that like if you come with an open heart you leave life with love leave life from a place of forgiveness right you you will be able to receive and impact so many more but also live a full and effective life and and thrive in so many areas and that's what we're here for we're here to help you thrive right uh but but tap in uh buckle up if you got a pen and a pad take notes uh i want to introduce you to a good friend of mine uh yeah let's die What is poppin' family? I am super excited to be here with a a special guest from you all the way from the West Coast. I told you, like, we're going all over the country to find these stories of these strong individuals who have overcame things that maybe you can relate to, you can get different perspectives to, but the one, the only, uh, Hope Diller out of California. Uh, Fausto? Did I say it right? Did I say it right? Hey, you got it right. <laughs> there it is. Why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do, brother? Yeah, so I mean, like today, what I do now is I have a group therapy business and I help people who struggle with addiction, mental health, and trauma. And um, a little bit about me that shows how I got into that was because I've experienced those three things in my life. You know, I grew up, I grew up being sexually abused as a kid, full of insecurity, anxiety, hopelessness and my perception was that you know vulnerability is a weakness and so i never said anything that happened to me as a child i never said how i felt and so i kind of learned to be a chameleon by being a people pleaser a know-it-all the funny guy and it kind of protected me from ever feeling vulnerable and in that journey of doing that you know i tried you know falling in love was one of my coping skills in middle school you know if you love me then i'm fixed and my sexual trauma doesn't exist because a male did it to me. And when a woman would break up with me, I used to think they must know I was sexually abused by a male. So I would change up my physical appearance, right? I went from a bodybuilder, a skateboarder, a DJ, a hip hop dancer, a drummer, this punk rocker, trying to think that this will fix me. And every time it failed me, um, I would always feel like I need to, you know, go back to the blueprint, try something different. And so when that didn't work anymore, that's when I fell into, you know, drinking and drugging in ninth grade. Cause I was like, well, when I drink, I'm confident. When I drink, I feel like my past doesn't matter. When I drink, I don't have anxiety. I'm having all these friends now because I'm drinking. I feel joy in life when I'm drinking. 
And so the curiosity went to what else is out there? Oh, drugs. You know, did drugs, having fun, making friends. And it kind of made me feel like this is what I need to live my life. Because I was in this limbo of like, I don't want to live, but I don't want to die. You know what I mean? So it's like this this chaos I felt. And then in the journey of discovering drinking and using in ninth grade, then I got molested for several months. And so again, I always thought it was my fault when it was happening because there was physical arousal connected to the experience. Now I know looking back at life, that's your body's natural reaction. But in the moment when I was a kid, I had no idea. So I suppressed it, drank and used more. And then I would always have this feeling that I had a problem. So I was kind of like calm down, you know, get back into working out, shooting up steroids, get in shape, get the girlfriend. Everything's fixed until it wasn't. And then experiencing being cheated on for the first time, I was like, man, this must happen because I was molested and abused and I'm not good enough and I'm unworthy and I'm stupid. Um, so then I would blow everything up, build it back up, fall in love again, change my job, change my appearance. And as soon as that relationship would fail, blow it all up, go back into, um, you know, this rock bottom, try killing myself multiple times and fall in love again. And then it got to a point when I was 25 years old where I just couldn't handle it anymore because this relationship failed. And I was like, man, dude, like all these women leave me because I'm abused and molested by males. Um, this anxiety that lives inside of me is so crippling. I'm depressed, I'm suicidal. Like if God is real, why would he make me like this? You know, 25 years of just suffering 24 seven. And the thing that used to help me and now is destroying my life. And so there was that moment where somebody read scripture to me because I was so desperate. And somebody was like, hey, life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you because God says you're strong enough to go through these challenges to help other people grow through these challenges. And it was that perception change that literally I was like, whoa, like I had like goosebumps. I was like, whoa, are you saying that I went through this stuff for a reason? It was the first time in 25 years where I felt relief. Like imagine having a migraine headache for 25 years and then one day you just hear something and it goes away. So I was obsessed with that feeling of relief and that was back October 22nd, 2017. And from that moment till today, you know, I got off of drugs and alcohol. I forgiven my abusers. I was able to um, forgive my past exes. I was able to accept that I had a part in a lot of things. I was able to see that, you know, um, not everything was happening to me because, you know, I deserved it or I'm a victim. A lot of it was unfair, but a lot of it was my own doing because I attracted those things. I learned that because I'm toxic and broken, I attract toxic and broken. So I learned a lot and I had this vision where I was like, I want to help out a lot of people. And so in five years, I went back to college, got a master's degree in theology, bachelor's in social work, started a group therapy business, became a motivational speaker, started life coaching celebrities, started traveling, going to churches, schools, and communities. And I just learned that if I could find meaning in my pain and my suffering in my struggles, I could find a way to accept it, forgive it, and use it with purpose 
and it literally has like changed my life dramatically and i can say today like i'm the happiest i've ever been and i love that my story can help out a lot of people and so that's why i do what i do now i want to be able to give people the tools and the wisdom to give them another opportunity to have a desire to want to live life freely well one thank you for being here thank you for sharing your wisdom thank you for sharing your knowledge thank you for sharing your heart and your story there's i truly believe the reason that why i do pivotal moments is because you bring perspective you bring knowledge you bring wisdom that i don't have you're able to touch other people that i can't you know in ways that i can't with your story your words your power so thank you for being here and showing up raw showing up real um the, the, I feel like I, there's so much I want to unpack there. The biggest thing um, that I first want to take a look at, forgiveness. What is that for you? What does that look like? Like, how did you get to a point of forgiveness? Like, let's let's be honest, because, you know, there's other people out there right now that are like, yo, no, they got to come say sorry to me. They got to come be uh, remorseful that I, I was hurt, there's regret. You know, how do, how do, we process through that and get to a point of forgiveness yeah i believe for me was i had to see that the lack of forgiveness was hurting the people i love right i had to find the a reason because like you said before i'm like fuck that i'm not gonna forgive nobody like i'm not gonna forgive the people who abuse me i hope they die i'm not gonna forgive my father for abandoning the family like he screwed me up i'm not gonna forgive my exes for cheating on me for hurting my feelings i'm not gonna forget the kids who bullied me i'm not gonna you know like screw that my life is so hard because of these things but it was until i heard that you know when you hold on to anger it's like making a cup of poison and drinking it and expecting that person you have anger towards to die and it was seeing that, okay, so it's hurting me. It's like, this is why I drank, this is why I used, this is why I lied, manipulated, and it could, and, I, and life was so hard for me. So that was the beginning to see, okay, I can look at it. And then they said, forgiveness isn't for them, it's for you. I was like, okay, I like that, okay. And then and it was this quote that was, what you don't forgive, you become. And that hit me deep, because my first was like, well, hey, I got abused, I wouldn't abuse somebody like sexually. It's not necessarily the action. It could be, but it was more of like that pain I hold on to created me to hurt the people that I love and the way I talked to them, the way I treated them, intimacy I couldn't really create, healthy relationship dynamics I couldn't do. And it pushed people away because of this, 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 this hate that I had. And so once I knew that it was hurting the people that I love, cause that doesn't align with my values, right? I was like, I would never want to hurt someone cause I know how it feels. Then I was like, damn, if I don't forgive, I see it happening and I don't mean for it to happen. And so I had to find out that the lack of forgiveness was hurting people I love for me to understand it and know that it's for me. And so once I saw myself attempt, right? To be willing, that's the biggest thing. It's not like it just happened but to be willing to forgive by, you know, journaling about it, going to therapy for it, sharing about it in support groups, doing forgiveness meditations. Once I tried these things, I felt this feeling of, again, relief. And I was crying and I realized, wow, 
this thing I was holding on to was a huge reason why my anxiety was so bad or my depression. It was a huge reason why I was so codependent. And so when I experienced that feeling, I was like, man, I want more of this. Like, how can I forgive more? Like, come on, bring it on. Like, I'm ready to forgive everybody. And it's not like you have to go to the person either, right? That's the thing I think people think too, is like, I don't want to go up to that person. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to go up to my abuser and go, hey, I forgive you. I'm going to do it in a meditation or I'm going to pretend like he's in front of me and I'm reading off a paper and then I burn it. And so that's a, a way of going about it. You know, it's not that you're saying what they did was right. It's just, you're saying like, I'm not going to let this define me anymore. And I think that was some things that really helped me with forgiveness. And I believe we got to always look at ourselves. Like, has there been anything that you've done that you want to be forgiven for? Because sometimes people want to be like, well, I didn't do this, but it's like, hey, Someone sexually abusing somebody can be just as bad as you saying someone is worthless because you're heated in a moment. Because you know, right, words they cut deep. You can tell me, I'd rather you break my nose as a kid than tell me you wish you didn't have me. And so when I got to understand like, oh man, like I've done something. Not as, not like that, but I still done things that have hurt people. I want to be forgiven. Oh my God, you know what I mean? So it took away the judgment too towards people because we live in a world full of hurt and hurt people hurt people. And the more we can forgive, the quieter your mind will get. And I think peace of mind is what we all want at the end of the night. And, um, and that's, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on forgiveness. 100% and I love how you started. It, you had to one self-assess and say, yo, the way I'm acting goes against my values, my beliefs, what I'm what I'm trying to become, what I actually want to become. And so you had to make that 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 definite decision between who you wanted to be and who you were turning into due to your actions and habits of the things that you were putting out. And that's so important that I want un un people to understand. Um, so let's talk about that. What, like talk about uh, core values. How did you get to those? What I'm starting to notice as I do more leadership development classes, as I speak to more people about character development, it is the fact that people don't even know or can assess core values. How did you get to a point of yours? And then when you're like, this is what I'm going to stand on. Yeah, that's a really good question. And you're right. A lot of people you would think would know it, but probably 90% or more people don't know. Not everyone's really asked that question fully, or we don't have enough time to really figure out what they are because we're so used to pleasing others that, you know, like our values, we don't even know them. And that's why I think a lot of us fall into depression is because we're living for others without even knowing it. And so for me to figure out my values, I had to get away from the noise. And so what I did for me was I took off to Oregon for about a week by myself, uh, five years ago, um, probably like three months into my healing journey. And it allowed me to really sit with myself and I would journal and ask myself, what do I value in life? What's important to me? How do I want to live my life? And it was in the journaling that I was able to come up with a couple core values, whether it's, you know, empathy or, you know, um, authenticity, transparency, vulnerability, spirituality. You know, I just started writing things down because I finally had the space to think for me, not to think because of others. And once I was able to come up with those core values on a piece of paper, and I started living by them. And that's when I started to notice myself become a lot happier in life.
So I think it's just a matter of getting away from the noise, just writing out some ideas of what they might be and really sitting with yourself and, and examining them and then start applying it to your life. 100% and I completely agree with that. Like within, I think it was six months into my healing journey is when I really started going on to the, the character development side of it, discovering who I am, what I value in life, what I like doing, what I don't like doing, what, what I admire people doing out there, what I want to do. And that's why I always tell people, watch, watch other people. Like just look and see what brings you joy and see that if that, if you, if that brings you joy, you may value that, you know, and that's a way that you can implement that into your life. Like my, my, my core values, right? Integrity, honesty, and accountability. Those are my top three. And if any decision that I make goes against those top three, automatically I'm out. I can't do it. And so as me being someone who advocates for substance use disorder and motivationally speaks, if Budweiser called me up right now and said, I got a hundred grand for an hour for you, I'm going to tell them no, because it goes against my core value, right? A hundred percent. So I absolutely love that we're able to have that conversation and let people know that that is a detrimental part, one of your healing journey to know and get direction. Um, So take me to one, the scripture, take me to the scripture. What scripture was it that you heard? Um, What were the thoughts that went through your mind? Because, you know, one, scripture is powerful. And two, everybody, it it, it hits you. I believe that that book, that good book that we read, Mm -hmm. that we believe in, uh, it's the only book that will read you as you read it. So what did it it say to you? Yeah, and and you're you're totally right. I think the, call it the power book, right? (laughs) The power book is is powerful. It's It's a breathing book. It breathes life into you, and no matter where you are in life, the book changes for how you're ready to receive it. And I don't know, I don't know exactly what scripture it was, but what I got from it, what I told you, was God gives his strongest battles to his strongest warriors. And it was, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something they read, and that's what I took from it, you know. And it was powerful because I've never thought about going through so many struggles and suffering in a positive light. You know, I thought it was because I was weak, because I was a victim, because life hated me. And then that scripture totally just flipped it in a positive light. And I'm telling you, it's till this day has been the, the, the scripture, the what I receive, that helps me live my life anytime life gets hard. You know, because I think if we can find meaning in our pain, like it makes us makes us able to figure out the how, right? I know my why I went through this. Now I can figure out the how. If I don't have a why, the how is going to seem so impossible. And um, and yeah, that was the scripture that that I took from it was that perception change that changed my life. I love that. And of course, one who has a how, one who has a why, will bear any how like yeah that's and when when i when i refer back to that i I always think of those who would benefit if i became the best version of myself who would benefit Mm. around me like who would who would literally take their life to the next level if i took mine to the next level and that's just that helps me um from a, a a a shepherd mindset a servant mindset of like yo i'm not one if i do this for me i'm gonna let myself down I'm going to come up with some type of excuse. And so that's my backup why. I got my why, then I got the who benefits why. But then when we look at those whys, 
we will bear any how. Because if you're doing it for you, you love you enough to do it. If you're doing it for somebody else, you love them enough to do it as well. I absolutely love that. Um, so break down the moment for us when enough was enough. When you were like, yo, I'm lashing out, I'm treating people how I don't want to be treated. I'm I'm completely in my way of my growth. I can't keep living like this. Besides, you know, at the age of 25 when you had that. But like, what did that moment feel like? Because it's going to look different for a lot of different people out there. For me, I woke up in a jail cell and I was like, God, I guess I think I guess you want me here for six months. <laughs> you want me here for six months? All right, cool. And like, and that's just the process that started that how for me, you know? Yeah, I would say there's been many moments like that right in my journey and you know i believe the common thing i see is the first time when i was so desperate at 25 right that pivotal moment was way to explain it was like i felt so tired of life i felt helpless like i have no value i felt hopeless where i couldn't even see a minute into the future it was scary it's like i was like holy crap like this is why people kill themselves this feeling of helplessness and hopelessness is so powerful that no matter what i do and my human power can fix this and year after year of trying to fix it right i just started getting so burnt out so tired and so i was scared you know what I mean? Because I was attempting to take my life and I was like, like, oh my gosh, like it's going to happen. And so it was a combination of feeling so hopeless that made me desperate enough to reach out for help. Because, you know, this whole time I wasn't telling people what's going on in my life, right? Because again, I thought vulnerability was weak. You know, suck it up, don't talk, don't trust, don't fail, sweep it under the rug, get over it, man up. You know, all these things are going through my head, my belief system. And so the pivotal moment was just being so desperate to the point of where suicide was my answer. And I just, it motivated me to reach out for help. And the pivotal moments and other aspects of my life has always been through pain. And it's usually a place I get to where I'm trying to do everything in my will and I just, I fall to my knees and I go, you know, God, like I need help. Why am I feeling like this? Why, why is this not working? Why is things falling apart? And it's the pivotal moments always reaching out for help when I'm in a place of desperation. And every time I do that, because I have an open mind and I believe that God will speak through people. And when I'm desperate enough, I'm humble enough. I'm able to receive what someone says and I find an answer to my struggle that gets me through it. And that's been always the pivotal moments for me. It's like, it's always through a conversation that I have a revelation and it's because of an observation I make in somebody that has what I want. Oh, that's good. I hope y'all got that. Like, like go back, rewind, play that again, tap like, cause that's good. That's honestly, I truly believe that there's four reasons why people change. One, they hurt enough that they have to two they see enough they're inspired to three they learn enough they choose to and four they receive enough they're able to it's one of those four reasons why people change right and when we break down our pivotal moments where are we in our life are we hurt are we watching something else happen in front of us 
you know, are we actually being intentional and going out and learning what we want to change? And then um, are we open enough to receive what we need to, to be able to change? And it seems like you have actually been through every single part of reasons why we change every single phase, every single level, every single side of it. And so if you think about all the times you were hurt, all the times you were inspired by seeing something else, the times that you intentionally went out and learned, went back to college, got all your degrees, opened your business, became super successful at what you do now, and the times where you just received enough. Where do you think the one, the most change happened? And two, um, what was the biggest lesson from those four? If that makes sense. I would say I know my main factor for a pivotal change because I know myself is always pain. I know that for me, right? So I know if I was to choose one of those four, I would say pain is the main one for me. I'm just, that's just what it is. I need, because, you know, sometimes I think I got it and we only know what we know. And so I know pain for me has always been the main factor for my change. And I would say the one of the biggest ones has probably been the recent one, right? Because I've had pivotal moments to get clean and sober off of drugs. I've had pivotal moments to forgive my abuser. I've had pivotal moments to go back to school, get degrees, start a business, you know, um, pay my debt off, take care of my mom when she had cancer. Um, get into a healthy relationship, break codependency, you know, those are all cool stuff. But I would say the the biggest one I went through was probably the recent one. Cause it was like, my cousin dies a freak accident at the gym. The next day I had the same freak accident, but I survived. And then I'm feeling this place of emptiness, questioning if God's real, questioning if recovery even matters at the end of the day, questioning why life has to be so unfair sometimes when you're doing the right things in life. And then my aunt dies right after that, the same freak accident, you know what I mean? It was just like, it was so overwhelming. It was, it was almost like, it's not what's happening that's hard to deal with. It's the amount of things that are happening back to back where I can't catch a break. And my field of work as a group therapist, you know, I have to come to group and say, all right, guys, let's talk about your problems, get motivated, let's get inspired. Life happens for you. God is here for you. I didn't feel that though. And so to show up to work every day and speak that, I just felt so fake. I felt so like, I don't believe in this shit no more. And so being depressed for five months, numb. I didn't care about God. I didn't care about helping people. I didn't care about recovery. I didn't care about being successful. I didn't care about finding love. I didn't care about anything. And it was a very painful place to be because I was like, damn, am I going to kill myself? Like, did I get this far to kill myself? Did I get this far to relapse? Did I get this far to realize that maybe God is fake? You know what I mean? That none of this does matter. That all this is just fake stuff that we sell people to get inspired to really just make money. It was just like a crazy place to be mentally because I had so many responsibilities. And I would say that painful scenario gave me one of the most beautiful pivotal moments because when I took a step back, and again, I wasn't able to see it when I was in it, but once I was able to take a step back, 
I realized that the miracle that I was looking for in life happened through this season of my life. I always ask God, how can I stop caring what people think about me? I hate that my people pleasing, as much as it makes me a good speaker, a good life coach, a good counselor, right? A good friend, a good boyfriend, a good son. But I knew I was doing it because I cared so much about what people think. Now, people might not have seen that because I'm doing good things, but I knew deep down in my heart, this, this feeling of validation that I need is killing me. Why is this not going away? Why, it's been five years, why is this not going away? And it was in this season of all this pain that I noticed, oh my gosh, that care for validation is God. That's why I felt so numb. That's why I felt so lost. It wasn't what was happening around me, it happened to happen, yes, but I was having such a pivotal change that I've always wanted, but it just felt so unfamiliar that I thought I just hated everything. And it's like, no, Fausto, you just don't care what people think about you now. And if you power through this long enough, you're gonna see at the end of this tunnel that you got the thing that you've always wanted. To me, that is something that has been the hugest change because the need for validation, man, oh, dude, it's so powerful and draining and tiring and it's not realistic. And to have that removed, whoo! I literally feel the presence of God more. I literally feel love more. I literally feel content with myself more. I don't feel like I'm chasing something now. Now I'm like, hey, if it happens, it happens. But I truly, truly feel that and mean that now. That's good. That's good to be able. See, I think any healing happens upon release. Upon release. Forgiveness is complete upon release. Self-love is is complete upon release of validation yo i love the way you just broke that down absolutely um that is that makes me wonder if you literally had 20 seconds to make a phone call to your future self what would you say to my future self yeah cool with what i know today i think i would tell my future self the only thing that matters in life is having purpose in life, finding something you're passionate about, and investing in the relationships that will add value to your life. And focus on those three, and that's all that matters. Mm, yo, that's so, so good. No matter what you're going through in the future, no matter what trials, tribulations, adversities come up, who we are on the inside doesn't change. How we face adversity and opposition, how I quit is gonna be how I quit in the future. It's gonna be how I've always quit unless I develop that intentionally. And any, and I think with what you just said, anybody can take and apply that to future self scenario anywhere that you are. And the beautiful thing about it is because you know you and what you need not what the situation needs in the future, not what, what's going on around me, because we don't care about validation anymore. We know what we need and we know true purpose, core value. And that's just a way to tie that back in there. No matter if it's past, present, or future, if you know you, you stand on you always, and you're able to operate in you. Um, I absolutely love that, brother. Um, if your childhood was a smell, what would it be? 
my childhood was a smell, man. <laughs> oh man. It's so funny because like the, the thing that pops up in my head which is random. I'm like hot Cheetos, man. That's all I thought about child man. I'm obsessed. When I was a kid, I'm obsessed. I remember when I would get a bag of hot Cheetos, like, dude, I've arrived. I got these hot Cheetos. No one's touching these hot Cheetos, right? And like I was like, damn, they got hot puffs, they got extra flaming hot, they got hot fries. I'm like, you put lemon on these things, you put tapatio on these. I'm like, oh my gosh, put them in the freezer. Like this new flavor, like my childhood, hot Cheetos. <laughs> and it's and it's funny too, because I would say till this day, if the most vulnerable moment I ever have is watch me eat hot Cheetos in my house oh man that's the most vulnerable moment like i'm like you, you gotta really be close to me i gotta trust you if i'm gonna let you see me eat hot cheetos in my house <laughs> yo it's so funny you say that because i'm the same way with bone in chicken wings i'm like bro mm. if you really want to know somebody you know you take them on your first day whether it's a lunch date networking if you really want to know somebody take them to the wing spot bone in on if you really want to get to know <laughs> somebody's gonna pick up a fork somebody's gonna use the you know if you really... <laughs> someone's not gonna eat i'm not hungry you know, like they don't want to eat in front of people like, i'm good already ate. <laughs> bone in chicken wings get the hot stuff dude i love it so <laughs> so i love it. you say a vulnerable moment watch me eat hot cheetos that's real that's real i love it um yo on a on a more serious note just so my so my audience knows um if you take away all all of the trials all the tribulations if you take away all the successes all the accomplishments if you take away all the ups and downs in life who are you and why are you here really interesting question i have to think i have i think i have a couple different answers for that right one answer is well if you take away not only the successes or the accomplishments but all the struggles and the trials i feel like who i am is nobody i'm nothing at that point because it's 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 the struggles that made me to who i am today you know that'd be one answer i would say to that but if i was to answer another way of going about that i would say who I am is a loving, kind, genuine person who just loves to make people feel seen and heard and like they matter, even if it's just for a moment, that they can know at one moment of their life that they felt like they had some meaning to their life. I absolutely love that. And, um, and the reason the reason I ask you that is because a lot of people attach to title, a lot of people attach mm -hmm. to struggles, a lot of people mm -hmm. attach to accomplishments. I'm like, we take all of that away. I know for myself, I exist to lead with generosity and unconditional love, but follow with care and understanding. That's why I exist. That's how I operate in my superpower. That's how I connect with people. That's why I'm put here. If I take away prison, if I take away the six figures. If I take away the speaking, if I take away, you know, everything, I exist to lead with generosity and unconditional love, but follow with care and understanding. And so I always love hearing other people's aspects of like, yo, who are you and why are you here? If none of anything else matters, right? 
I love it. Um, anything you want to leave with the with the listeners um, on um, just anything, anything you got for us, any inspiration, any anything. Go ahead. Yeah, I would say for anyone that's listening, if you're feeling hopeless, helpless, lost, confused, just know that like all the pain and the suffering that you're experiencing, just know that it's not happening to you because you're weak. It's happening to you because you're strong. You know, you're a healer. You're a person who goes through things to help other people grow through things. And if you can just apply meaning to these painful situations that you have a hard time dealing with, it literally can turn that negative into a positive. And all you got to do is be vulnerable about what you're struggling with. You've got to work on healing that wound. And then you got to talk about it with people because as soon as somebody says, me too, Thank you for sharing that. That painful situation now has purpose and purpose can heal anything and change the concept of the pain you felt into something beautiful. And I believe with meaning, anything is possible. And if you believe in God or you don't, I just want to let people know, I believe that nobody truly believes in God 100%, right? It's always going to be a 50-50 battle. No one, no one's ever going to truly know. But if you can be open and willing to wanting to know what this concept is, just know that it is the most powerful thing in this universe that you can harness because God will be with you 24-7, not your therapist, not your life coach, not your family, not your friends, not your spouse. And when this concept has the ability that anything is possible and you believe that, you will be surprised by what you can accomplish and do in this life. And that's what I'd want to leave with people because I know sometimes spirituality or God can be hard because of religious trauma. People use God for power instead of love. But hey, that's someone's opinion of it. That's a human being using that. Figure out what it means to you. And just know that if you seek, you will find. If you knock on the door, it will answer. And that's what I want to leave with people because out of all the stuff you heard me say today, I give all credit to my higher power, to my God. Because when I get to a breaking point, it's that belief that allows me to reach out for help, to not give up, to try again and to find meaning in my suffering. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Um, please, please tell everybody where to find you, how they can get in touch with you, anything you're offering right now, what, what, whatever. Shameless plug, go for it, brother. You can't leave us with all that profoundness and no way to get in touch with you. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, you guys can reach me at uh, on Instagram, Hope dealer fausto the best way to get a hold of me and i post videos on inspiration motivation you know humor and healing you know I, I make it fun and i have videos on youtube under sober fausto and something i'm going to be launching soon is i'm going to create a subscription plan it's going to be four dollars and 99 cents a month 
and that gets you access to a bunch of my group therapy videos and you also have the ability to like ask uh specific topics that you want to you know learn about and work on and you know you get that and the thing is it's affordable therapy might cost out of pocket anywhere from 100 to 180 bucks sometimes and you know you i want people that maybe can't afford that to have access to different types of things that i do whether it's on acceptance forgiveness manifestation spirituality relapse prevention mindset you know um, trauma just all different types of things where they can get access to this stuff and um that is something I'll be offering soon too to, to kind of give back to those who who just can't afford the hundred dollars or who just don't have the resources to have somebody that they can go to. That's huge. That's huge. And that's more than affordable $4.99. I mean, that's more like, that's huge. So I, I love that. I love that. Please be on the lookout for that. Get in contact with also amazing human being. I know this is the start of an amazing relationship. I just want to say thank you and for joining us, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you, dude. I appreciate you having me come out here. I appreciate what you do for people. And I appreciate, you know, you being a part of my life story. And um, I think what you're doing is you're changing lives. Some that you see, some that you may never see. But just know that with every word that comes out of your mouth of, of healing and truth, that somebody's life is changing and they're changing someone else's life. And there's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And you will live people for the rest of eternity. Just like that, like that. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody who's listening, get your goal, get your purpose, your meaning, stay focused. 